0: It's always good to look at this, the underlying conduct, and kind of imagine in your case, if you're working in a company and with your compliance program, would you have been able to have detected this or how would your compliance program have prevented this from occurring or this kind of scheme? And this, the Corfaco settlement really underscores the significant risks when companies participate in large projects in foreign countries. Global companies face unprecedented risks and challenges in today's economy. To mitigate these legal and economic risks, companies are rapidly embracing and elevating the importance of robust ethics and compliance programs to promote positive corporate citizenship. On Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, you'll hear from industry leaders and insiders about how to create effective ethics and compliance programs that will mitigate risks and maximize financial performance. Here's your host, Michael Volkoff. Welcome. This is Michael Volkoff here for another episode of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Today, we're going to talk about the Corfoco-Colombiana and Group Aval, $80 million FCPA settlement with DOJ and the SEC. DOJ has been relatively quiet this year in announcing corporate FCPA enforcement actions and settlements. Aside from the Ericsson breach of its deferred prosecution agreement, the Corfico Colombiana, and I'm going to call it Corfico just to make it a little easier, and Grupo Aval settlement is the first in 2023 involving a corporate FCPA resolution. For the SEC, the Corfico settlement is the sixth corporate resolution in 2023. Now, Corfico is a subsidiary of Grupo Aval, a Colombian financial holding company based in Bogota, Colombia. Grupo Aval's shares are listed on the New York Stock Exchange and its securities are registered under the SEC regulations. Corfico is Grupo Aval's merchant bank subsidiary and the largest finance company in Colombia. Now Corfico agreed to pay and it's apparent, obviously, $80 million to resolve DOJ and SEC enforcement actions stemming from their involvement in a bribery scheme, and the bribery scheme occurred in Colombia. Corfuco earned a three-year deferred prosecution agreement with DOJ in exchange for a payment of $40.6 million. DOJ filed a criminal information in the District of Maryland charging Corfuco and Grupo Aval of violating the FCPA. Now, DOJ credited half of the criminal penalty Corfuco already paid Colombia's prosecuting agency, and this was DOJ's first coordinated FCPA settlement with Colombian authorities. Now, Corfoco agreed to pay the SEC roughly $48 million in disgorgement and prejudgment interest. Corfoco and Grupo Aval executed a comprehensive bribery scheme basically to pay $23 million in bribes to high-ranking government officials in Colombia. And they paid the bribes to secure a lucrative contract to construct and operate a 328-mile highway toll road called the Ocana-Gamara Extension. And Corfico conspired with Odebrecht. You'll recall Odebrecht being one of the major, major players and bribe makers and has a big settlement with DOJ itself, the Brazilian construction company, to pay executive and legislative officials as well as an executive at Columbia's state-run infrastructure agency. Under DOJ's corporate enforcement policy, DOJ credited Corfoco's cooperation, citing its production of facts obtained through the company's internal investigation, making numerous detailed factual presentations that distilled certain key factual information, producing documents that the government may not have been able to get access to because of foreign data privacy laws providing sworn testimony from Columbia criminal and administrative proceedings of relevant witnesses whom the government could not independently interview, and proactively identifying information previously unknown to the government. Corfoco promptly engaged in extensive remedial measures, including, among other things, conducting a root cause analysis of the bribery scheme identified during the internal investigation, promptly took the actions to enhance its corporate governance and controls at joint venture entities, as well as improved its oversight of non-controlled joint ventures and investments, overhauled its compliance program, enhanced its third-party intermediary risk management process, implemented a robust process for reporting and investigating allegations of misconduct, established a disciplinary process overseen by a cross-functional ethics committee, conducted testing of its anti-corruption compliance program, and engaged in a periodic review of and updated its anti-corruption compliance program. DOJ awarded, as a result of this, Corfico a 30% reduction off the bottom of the applicable guidelines fine range. And obviously, they did not appoint an independent compliance monitor in this case. So let's look at the underlying conduct and dig into that a little bit. It's always good to look at this the underlying conduct and kind of imagine in your case, if you're working in a company and with your compliance program, would you have been able to have detected this or how would your compliance program have prevented this from occurring or this kind of scheme? And this, the Corfico settlement really underscores the significant risks when companies participate in large projects in foreign countries. And we saw this at the end of last year when we saw that ABB case in which there was a large project and a large tender, it was over half a billion dollars in terms of size, and that was important to ABB and what happens when you have those kind of incentives. So between 2012 and 2015, Corfico paid more than $23 million in bribes to Colombian government officials in order to win this contract to construct and operate a highway toll road. It was not just the road itself, but a very valuable extension to what was already the largest highway construction project in the history of Colombia, known as Ruta del Sol, or RDS2. In 2009, the Colombian government started the bidding process for the RDS2, which was the 328-mile highway infrastructure project. Corfico and Odebrecht were awarded the project in December 2009. Now, Corfico conspired with Odebrecht to pay bribes to Colombian government officials in the executive and legislative branches and to an executive at Colombia's state-owned infrastructure agency. Now, Corfico caused other entities to enter into fictitious contracts with companies associated with intermediaries that passed along the bribe payments to the Colombian government officials. Ultimately, Corfico earned approximately $28 million in profits from the corruptly obtained business. Starting in 2012, Corfico and Odebrecht lobbied the Colombian government to add a proposed road extension project, which was eventually approved. In 2013, an Odebrecht senior executive agreed to pay two individual intermediaries a success fee, and notice what happens when you get a success fee, in exchange for government approval of the Ocana-Gomara extension. The Odebrecht executive knew that a portion of the success fee paid to the intermediaries would in turn be paid to Colombian government officials. And the Odebrecht executive informed a Corfuco executive about the bribery scheme. The Corfuco executive agreed to the bribery scheme and authorized the bribe payments to intermediaries. So they were a joint venture partner, that being Corfuco and Odebrecht, Odebrecht arranges the bribe and then Corfico affirms it. The Okanagamara extension was formally executed on March 14, 2014, at an overall cost of $350 million, and it didn't undergo a formal tender and competitive bidding process. And the Corfuco executive for two years between 2014 and 2016 caused the joint venture with Odebrecht to pay approximately $28 million in bribes to Colombian officials for the extension. To disguise these payments, the Odebrecht executive and Corfico executive used no-work contracts and sham invoices to pay bribes through a Corfuco odebrecht joint venture to reimburse or pay the intermediaries directly. These contracts and invoices related to work that was fictitious, but recorded as legitimate business expenses. Which in turn were consolidated into Grupo Aval's financial statements that were ultimately filed with the SEC. As a result of the bribery scheme, Corfico and Grupo Aval subsidiaries earned approximately 32 million in improper financial benefits. Now, the Corfico executive who was involved in authorizing and making sure these payments were made signed various sub-certifications in connection with Grupo Aval's financial reporting that falsely stated that he was unaware of illegal acts. As a result, Corfuco caused violations of Grupo Abol's obligation to keep accurate books and records. So that's the case, an interesting case again. First for DOJ this year in terms of corporate settlements, and the sixth, as I said, for the SEC. We'll be back with more episodes of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Thanks again for attending, and stay well, stay safe. We'll be in touch. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way to support the show is by subscribing on your favorite listening platform. To learn more and connect with Michael Volkov, go to volkovlaw.com.